This episode was sponsored by The Bean Workshop. The Bean Workshop is a bookish shop that sells officially licensed merchandise from authors such as Sarah J. Maas, Allie Hazelwood, and Scarlett St. Clair, as well as indie authors including our very own Juliana Smith and Amanda Chaperone. Min was nice enough to provide a discount code to our listeners, so if you head over to her shop, you can save 10% store-wide if you use the code HEARTBREAKERS10. And don't forget to follow Min on Instagram at The Bean Workshop. Welcome back, Heartbreakers. I'm Amanda here with my co-hosts. I'm Madison. I'm Kelsey. I'm Juliana. (laughs) Jules is uh, taking care of Sailor right now, but she will hopefully be joining us before too long. Um, But we do have our, we have our very first repeat guest back (gasps) today. Yeah. Well, come on, Lynn. Are you surprised? Yes. I figured you had a million repeat guests. Nope. Just Lynn Painter. Oh my gosh, you're, that so special. You're an honorary pancake. <gasps> That's so. amazing. I've never wanted to be anything more. <laughs> we don't extend that to everybody, so it really is the highest honor. Oh my God. I can't believe all these big authors you're talking to lately. Oh my God. I'm like, how do I get on their podcast when they're <laughs> having like, all of these major players come on? No, you can be like, you knew us when we had like three episodes out. So <laughs> you, you had faith in us and you were like, yes, I'll be on your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, oh, you're yeah. like all these big authors, Miss New York Times bestseller. Yeah, that's just like weird. over and over and over again. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, next time I'll be like, can I come on your podcast? And you'll be like, sorry, we've got Emily Henry. We've got, we just don't have time for you, Lynn. <laughs> never. That will never happen. Mm-hmm. You never. asked to be on the podcast and we're like, clear the schedule. <laughs> yeah, <literally. laughs> what episode do you want? Listen, we've had this book since we finished your last episode. So <laughs> that's true. Um, do we want to do recent reads? Yes. Matt, go for it. So when was the last time we actually recorded? Um, Charlotte. So a couple weeks last, that was just last Thursday, actually. Okay. Or last Wednesday, whatever day, one of those two. Um, hold on. Let me check my Goodreads. Nobody ever asks me first. Oh my God. So I'm so unprepared. I literally ask you first, like probably 90% of the time. No, you ask Kelsey first every time. No, I ask Jules <laughs> first, actually, and she never is ready. That's, that's, that's true. true. <laughs> um, wow. Um, I think I was reading Silver Flames last time. Yeah. Um, and I finished great. that. And then I read Crescent City One, and I'm almost done. I say almost done. I still have like seven hours left in the audio. Um, that is almost done. Yeah. Out of 27, I'm mm-hmm. making good progress. Um, on Crescent City 2 and then oh I only have four and a half hours left man I'm killing it okay so yeah I just need to finish that and then I'm also reading every rule Erwib. Every I don't know why I, somebody next time somebody slap me if I ever want to name a book that every rule worth breaking <laughs> I'm currently reading that um and 
what else did we what else am i reading right now hey jules hello okay that's it that's all i've been reading oh let me ask someone <laughs> kelsey um well it's not a lot going on <laughs> for, <laughs> for usual I finished Save the Date by Mary King Andrews finally today on my way home from work. And that's it. I am still reading The Love Hypothesis. And I'm still reading A Court of Wings uh, and Rune. Yes, I had to look on my. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's it. What about you, Amanda? Um, okay, so when we recorded with Charlotte last week, I was in the middle of Like I Never Said by her. So I finished that. This weekend, I binged Fair Catch, Blindside, and Quarterback Sneak by Candy Steiner. Um, I read The Fae Princes by Nikki St. Crow, listened to One of Us is Lying, and One of Us is Next by Karen M. McManus. I finished listening to The French Holiday by Sarah Reddy today, and I also finished editing for my last email by Jules today. So whoop, whoop. Um, currently reading, I'm <laughs> listening to The Roommate by Rosie Dannon and then um Hail Mary by Candy Steiner I'm reading so that one's a good one too I know all right Jules what about you all good. all good things um I have been going through my typical rereads my favorite <laughs> all my favorites <laughs> but also I um read Hooked and what was the second one Scars Emily McIntyre yes Emily McIntyre so I started those so I read Hooked Hooked was not like my absolute favorite but it was pretty good like I like I, I probably won't reread it but I'm like it was a good book Scarred, I really loved you're reading fantasy yeah you are is that fantasy or like yes. these, yeah like Peter Pan retellings kind of well that and you're like you're see. like oh I can't read present city I'm not in a fantasy mood okay but it, <laughs> it doesn't here. feel but it doesn't really feel fantasy because there's not really magic and stuff not in scarred anyway i mean maybe there's like a little okay i'll allow it but (laughs) it it feels more like because it's it's not i don't know i don't know how to explain it i mean i guess it is fantasy but it's more like dark romance that makes sense i always feel like dark romance you have to it's like a little bit of suspension of belief anyway like yeah. a little bit of magical realism is involved. With it's got a little in there because it's like this. Yeah. No way could this ever happen. Ever. Right. That's you how know, I like feel about burning it. down castles and things yeah. like that. I'm like, this is not. Or happening. like you've read Haunting Adeline. So like the stalking yes. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I only know what that book is about because you told us. <laughs> <laughs> Don't read it. Um, I mean, <laughs> did you try to listen to it? I listened to it. Um, Teddy Hamilton. Teddy Hamilton. I knew that is one of the narrators who you know like I adore Teddy Hamilton oh I know I actually when I started the roommate today he's the male narrator for it he is and uh, that's I the was only like, reason I got the audiobook and I I like I know his voice right like I've heard him before but I cannot for the life of me think of where I've heard him before and so I was literally just like scrolling on audible through his credits and I oh. saw that he had done that oh. he also okay. did the love hypothesis but like why am I thinking the love hypothesis was only 
it okay so he did the love hypothesis i got so upset about this because i saw i did the love hypothesis and i was like oh my gosh and i ran to libby to get it and requested it and the second it popped up for the audiobook the only chapter that he does is the bonus chapter that makes sense i'm like dang it i wasted all this time yeah i don't remember a man in that book because i listened to the audio of that and love on the brain i I don't remember remember a man man at all so i'm like where have i heard him before i'm still trying to figure it out did you listen to the cheat sheet no i read it well i was about to say teddy hamilton does the cheat sheet sheet. and haunting adeline (laughs) okay did you guys know that Teddy Hamilton is also Andrew Iden. So he did okay. Colin. He, so he did Colin. Well in Rome then. And he was really? Colin. Wrong number. <gasps> Stop it. Yeah, I just like- Listen, it up and I'm like, guys, I knew that. Do you guys remember when I was listening to Mr. Wrong Number and I texted wait, wait, y'all? Wait, wait, wait. I texted you guys. I said, this man sounds- No, just no, like him. I no, said, I no, said it to you. No way. No. Because I don't know Kroger parking okay. lot. I was okay. in the Kroger parking lot and I was texting you guys and I said, he <laughs> no sounds way. just like Teddy Hamilton. And you, you said, guys, it's not important. Sounds, you said, yeah, he does. I think I remember that. And I was like, man, he sounds just like him. Are I they related? They have the so same funny. exact voice. They're the same exact dude. That makes me feel so vindicated. Okay, Lynn, I feel better now because I have listened to One in Rome and he does do One in Rome, which I think is hilarious that I actually like him in The Roommate because I hated him in One in Rome. You did? Yes. I don't know why. Does he do a Southern accent in One in Rome? I don't know the way. I don't love the way he does women. Like a lot of male. Yeah, that's a lot of what it was too. Don't, they sound like they're being snotty or sarcastic when they do women sometimes. But I love him as a man, so. <laughs> Does he do, like, one name for romantic comedies and then one name? I, I think he's Teddy Hamilton uh, for, like, spicy more. stuff. Oh. Awesome. For maybe more mainstream. I didn't know that. I just heard him as Andrew. I think, I think he's Teddy Hamilton for the cheat sheet and the yeah. other guy for when in Rome. Okay. Lynn, did everybody go? Yes. Sweet. Lim, um, since you've been with us before, we don't have to do all of the. How did I you didn't get? Ask Lynn what she's been reading. Oh my God, Lynn, what have you been reading? Would you love to nothing? Tell us? Nothing. I haven't I'm read glad anything. We asked because you're it on is... deadline, right? <sighs> yeah. Look closer by David <sighs> Ellis was probably the book I read most recently, which is not romance at all. Um, that was really spectacular, and um, that's pretty much it. Um, as of late, because I have been on a couple of deadlines. Mm-hmm. You've been a, <laughs> you've been a busy, 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 busy girl. I have been. So, can you tell us about these deadlines? Can you share insider information? It's Ooh. yeah. <laughs> um, I build the tea. A couple weeks ago, I turned in well, what it was called, the objectors, but now they've changed the title to happily never after. Ooh, Love. I'm so Which excited. is um that one is. Are you guys like this where when it comes to your own book, you're like, what's it about? I don't even remember yes. now. Yes. Um, it's about a main character. Um, she's at the beginning. Oh, it's, well, the teaser's in the end of The Love Wager, where um, the main character is um, getting married and she doesn't want to pull the plug on it. She doesn't want it to come back on her. And her bridesmaid knows somebody, the objector, where they can pay him to when they say, does anyone here know any reason why these two should not be married? 
Um, and he stands up and objects. So it's not her fault that the wedding is. And then they fall in love. And and then uh, <laughs> yes, after, after the wedding they drink oh. together. And then he's like, you know, you should. I could use a sidekick sort of a thing. So it's kind of like friends to lover. They start doing like weddings together sometimes. When so. does this come that, out? Uh, it comes out next March. But I that's so far away. Out. But why does that give? Or just you got me at drinking after a wedding, like major Jack and Hallie vibes. So not, yeah, I just feel so warm and fuzzy inside <laughs> right now. Oh my god! Can we take a minute? That is like for the love wager just a second because all of us read it like in a week basically and I listen I love Mr. Wrong Number but the love wager is it was one of those books where I was literally laying right here like kicking and screaming and (laughs) while I was reading it like I love that book so much I'm so mad though because I haven't got my physical copy yet I'm so sad I don't think I've ever I ordered a signed copy and they sold out so I have to wait for you and them to order more oh my god is that from the bookworm yeah i am so sorry listen to me we came out to the cabin like yesterday and i literally like driving out here i was like oh my god carl sent me an email that i need to go into bookworm and sign him i totally forgot so it's totally my fault and i'm so sorry i forgive you i can wait thank you thank you (laughs) i don't i just i don't think i've ever been more captivated by a first chapter i read that first chapter and i was like well dang I gotta know what happened. (laughs) I did not read that first chapter because whenever there's a chapter for a book that's not out yet in the back of a book, I don't read it because then I know it's just gonna like bother me until it's there. (laughs) So I save it until it's like right about to come out. But now I want to read it. I think Kelsey was talking about the love wager though. Yeah, I was. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I didn't read that in the back of Mr. Wrong Number either because- for that reason <laughs> i just love jack and hallie so much it was so stinking good any I mean, mmc with the first name jack has got to be hot you know are you guys like me where you have a hard time thinking of hot names like in yes. my gosh yes in my brain there's only it's a like baby names yes it's the same thing it's yes. like no I, this would be a hot name except i went to a guy yeah i went to high school with a guy that it was awful and so now i can't use brant you know so i gotta change it to grant you know i mean like <laughs> is that really how you came up with that didn't happen <laughs> <laughs> did i tell you guys last time we talked about the whole colin and mr wrong number thing that like i picked that name because i thought that was a relatively attractive name right well i read a review from like someone in the uk and they're like, oh, you know, and it was a nice review about the book, but then they're like, but I don't know, the name Colin, you know, like how could, and like a bunch of people were like, I know, I know, it's hard to get past that. So I like sent a message to my friend who lives in England and I'm like, the name Colin over there, is it different? And she's like, yeah, pretty much except for Firth and uh, uh, Farrell. She's like, yeah, Colin's pretty much like a, a fat old guy name. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Oh my gosh. I know. So I have a very hard time. Like literally I can usually think of like three names that sound attractive to me and then I'm done. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Speaking of when I realized that Jack and Hallie met at their wedding, I screamed so (laughs) loud. When I realized it was their wedding, I was like, how did I just read their wedding and not realize it was theirs? (laughs) Yeah. Yes, it was. I love that book. That's so good. <laughs> Thank it's you. So good. 
Mads, I'm sorry. What were you saying? I was going to just say that we remember whenever I was naming Ellie's brother. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He he had like three names that he went by at all. What were they? It was Michael, Alex, and something else. No, not Michael. I thought it was Michael. No, it was. I thought it was an M name. Definitely Alex. (laughs) Yeah, obviously. Oh, man. I can't remember now, but he went by three names at the same time. Like Alexander. Gosh, that's going to bother me. We can keep going. I'll think of it. Search back in our text messages. Yep. You guys are so funny with your text messages. Well, I mean, we all, we have the group chat and none of us delete anything. Alexander Nicholas Lucas. Lucas. I was thinking of Nicholas is what I was thinking. Lucas Lucas is a hot guy name. That's my husband's name. (laughs) Good Lord. Okay. Yeah, no, he went by Alexander Nicholas Lucas uh, for like a really long time. Yeah, until I decided. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. So, as I was saying before, we got into your recent reads and then got off on this tangent. Um, since we've already interviewed you, we don't have to go into the whole publishing how you got published spiel. So. I have, we got quite a few Instagram questions for you because you're a fan favorite, which I'm not surprised by. So, um, i got to figure out which one I want to ask first. If people are listening to this podcast, um, to our podcast in general, they are fans of Lynn Painter because you get brought up at least once an episode. Yeah. Well, Um, I mean, Jamie actually sent in no questions, just can't wait because she's the best. So I love Jamie. She'll be, she'll be so happy to hear that and yes we love jamie okay i like this one um okay never mind i changed my mind okay well <laughs> these are a couple of nothing like the movies questions so one is will we go through heartbreak during nothing like the movies and the other one is will there be some other boy drama for liz in nothing like the movies there will not be other boy drama for liz good I can't do that. The whole reason I never wanted to write a sequel is because you have to have conflict to write a book mm-hmm. and I don't want Wes and Liz to have conflict. So I was always like, nope, not going to do that. Right. And then I got a tiny little idea and then I was like, oh, well, that could be something. So what I'll say is that the book, the overall vibe of the book is a lot like better than the movies. Just a happy Liz and Wes being Liz and Wes. Perfect. Can I ask one? Yeah, man. This one's important. (laughs) Jen sat shelves. I hope I said that right. Wants to know your favorite Taylor Swift song. (laughs) Okay. I truly think that lots of people have to be like me where it's impossible to choose one because they're such mood songs. Mm, That's a good one. What's your favorite album? Can you do that? you know why that one's hard for me is because I'm so fickle like people will be like like with writing like what do you like best that you've written whatever I'm working on right now because I'm into it yeah so it's it's like Taylor's Midnight's yes I'm all over that but my favorite album why is it so hard for me I mean Midnight's is so good Midnight's is so good front to back it's like Harry's house where it's just a whole vibe front to back in order it's perfection um my personal fave is 1989 
Mine is red, and I feel like that speaks to me a lot as a person. Yeah, 1989 okay. is my jam just because of the time of my life when it came out. Same. Mm-hmm. And what I was going through at that stage of my life, and it's just like every time I hear it, it's just perfection. I just have such distinct memories of like being in uh, my friend's car in college and us just Ah! the windows rolled down and like blasting red. (laughs) I'm I'm a huge fan of folklore and I feel like that's kind of a, that's such a mellow album compared Mm -hmm. to what you guys are talking about. So I'm totally a mood Taylor listener, so. Well, lucky for you, there is a Taylor song for every mood. There really, really is. And then some. My favorite is Speak Now because my childhood. Because you're <laughs> all we listen to. All right, Lynn, you ready? I'm ready. Okay, so Jen Sat Shelves also asked, what's a trope that you'd like to write, but it scares you? <sighs> I don't know. I don't feel like any trope really scares me. I usually don't like love triangles because I feel like they don't really exist in romance for the most part. Like you always know who they're leaning towards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. What are the tropes? I feel like I do them all too much. Like, <laughs> Is there a trope you would never write? Um, because you don't like it? I mean, I don't think I'd call it a trope. I don't see myself ever writing like reverse harem or (laughs) (laughs) or or anything like that. Um, You know, like what is that? What does that mean? Elsie's writing a reverse harem right now. She really are you? (laughs) What does that mean? You say about the girl who literally just asked what a reverse harem is. (laughs) That's why I immediately was like, Kelsey knows. So young women, one woman, many men. Yeah, a harem is a man that has a harem of women. Like a bunch of women. So reverse harem is a woman who has several partners. I prefer to call it why choose because I don't like reverse hair. I just don't, it feels sexist to me. It does, totally. I prefer to call it why choose where she doesn't Um, choose. She just has several men at her disposal. Polygamy. Yes. Yeah, but, but that's not, not what we call it in romance circles. It's called Why Choose or Reverse Harem. I have mm-hmm. never heard of this before. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> I could barely find one man to like That's because you're on the clean side of Bookstagram. <laughs> yeah, true, true. The very clean side. Tessa Bailey just wrote one, right? Yeah, ha- yeah. Uh, happenstance. Yeah. But when Jules said that I was writing one, Lynn's face was the best. <laughs> <laughs> What has been your favorite book to write so far? Like, do you have a favorite or? I don't know. I soup, I'm super fickle. Like whatever I'm working on, I like. I think the Love Wager and the Objectors, well, they changed the title. I keep forgetting that. I like the Objectors better, but people who know more than me know better. Um, and I trust them. But um, I really like writing Friends to Lovers, which I usually didn't think of as a trope that I necessarily enjoyed reading that much. But I really like writing the banter. You have the best banter. You really do. I could write banter all day. Like, you know, we all have those things that are just super fun for us. And I could write like a whole book of just texting. Like, like that's just, I'm lazy. To the point where sometimes I'm like, okay, I just wrote like 10 pages of a text message about like shrimp. 
I probably need to just cut this because it's a waste <laughs> of time. But my stupid brain who finds the most ridiculous things amusing can't stop myself ever. So I love Thank it. God for I'm others. all there for the banter. It makes the whole book for me. <laughs> Jack and Hallie's text messages were hilarious. Like my some of my favorite parts of that book were when they were texting back and forth about their dates and ending every text message with and getting railed. That's just like, oh, this is my favorite yes. part. I, I cracked up every single time. And I have a really hard time. Like sometimes my husband is, he's super funny, but he's also a lot smarter than I am. And sometimes if I let him read stuff before, and that's not me dogging on myself. Like I, I think I'm plenty smart, but he's just a lot more. No, I'm not saying I'm not smart. He's very level-headed and I'm kind of a shit show running around like I'll chasing myself all the time. And, um, but sometimes he'll point out and he's so right that I don't know when to let a joke end. Like to me, them saying getting railed through the entire book is the funniest thing ever. And at some point I'm pe- sure people are like, yes, we get it. They played with the words for having sex. And to me, I'm like, oh, but here's another fun one. Like I just can't <laughs> stop myself and it's absurd. And I'm a child. But- I was literally going to ask you what your husband had to say about that. Because I remembered you telling us when you were writing accidentally Amy that he was going through and telling you that you needed to cut out stuff because oh my god the mic the, the micro penis thing he still yes. was like I can't believe that even made it in there and I'm like I only joked about it for like five pages this time you know because <laughs> I'm just um, a child so thank you well that was easily um one of my favorite parts um of both <laughs> books so I think your humor has its niche audience and it's me. And it's us. And you know, you know what's funny is I really do think, and I'm sure you guys are the exact, well, listen to me. I'm just assuming everybody's having the same experience. You're, I'm sure you're the exact same as I am. But I always think when I see reviews that with romance, there are definitely within romance readers, different audiences of Absolutely. maturity level. Like, Like, you know, you can read like three really good reviews in a row where you like, yay you know these people totally get it and then you'll read one where they're like this was like reading junior high you know this was so stupid and I'm like yeah it it was I mean and I think everybody just enjoys their different things when I read about two very together characters who are very mature I I get bored because I'm not that way and I'm sure a lot of people are like oh my god what is this woman doing you know so you know I I I, you kind of have to recognize at some point that that's just the way it is. Some people, some people like what you write. Some people don't. Mm-hmm. We talk all the time about how we don't want to read about characters who have their lives together. Nope. Um, because that's just who actually does, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, nobody does. I, I don't. don't. So. I don't. Oh, I have another question. Oh, uh, so, I tried to pull them up and I couldn't find them. Since um, Mads just brought up accidentally, Amy, do you have plans to self-publish anything else in the future? I would love to, but I don't know when I can fit it in. That's right. Um, and there's stupid things in contracts, like you can't have a competing work six months before or after this one comes out. So I would have to write something not rom-com and I don't know how to do that. So I don't know. In the future, I would love to figure out a way to have in a contract. You're like, you're allowed to self-publish one this year or something. But who knows? Yeah. I don't know. That makes sense. How what do you do have? You... Um, oh, how, how many do you have slated to come out now? Like, 
is it two, three? Let's see. This year I have a YA coming out in November. And then next year I have an adult rom-com coming out in March. And then the Better Than the Movie sequel in November. And then the year after that, I have an adult rom-com that I'm trying to outline this weekend, um, the following March, and then another YA the following, probably, I would guess, fall again. Busy, busy. Yeah. How do you, how do you manage all that on top of a full-time job? Actually, I quit the full-time job last month. (gasps) Oh, so it's amazing. Like you guys know it's, it's like, I feel guilty like when I'm writing all day it still feels like it's something like my hobby and yeah. I'm like you, you have that guilt feeling like I need to stop and do something else then I'm like no wait I'm allowed to do this all day long so um yeah so amazing. that part's amazing yeah that is awesome congratulations at what, Thank you. Um, at what point did you decide like okay I need to quit my other job and like do this full-time like what drove that decision home or was it just kind of you were thinking about it and then I'm just curious you know, it was money yeah. because not, not, I don't mean like I'm making it now, but what no, I mean I'm, is like in publishing, there's so many weird, like you don't get a salary. It's like you, okay, you get this advance and then you get half of it when you sign and then half of a year, year later, and then like half of half a year after it comes out and then you get royalties twice a year, but after you pay back your advance. So it's like up until this year, I don't think I even threw better than the movies hadn't really made any money at all off of books because it's all so delayed so it wasn't until I could look on paper and be like okay for the next two years I'll actually make enough money that it would be the same as my day job you know that I'm like all right I guess I can make the leap since I've got two years to know I'll be okay you know Mm -hmm. yeah that's amazing that is but everybody's different you know I mean I think a lot of people make the jump a lot sooner than that because they're not as scared as me but (laughs) I could not. That's me. It's like, I need to know, like when our bills are due every month, I need to know that we're all good. I don't want to worry about. Yeah. I mean, that's a wild thing knowing that you can pay your bills, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Can't imagine. Super underrated. And it it, it is nice because it's scheduled. So at least when you're doing it, you're like, okay, I'll get this much and you can figure it out and be like, okay, I'll get this much of last year's books advance on this month. You know? I mean, I think the only way it really works, unless you're, you know, wealthy in your real life is that if you're writing more than one book a year or if you're Emily Henry or somebody ginormous, you know? Yeah. One more bookstagram question from Bookasaurus Rex, Ashley. Um, Okay, I love that. I love that handle. That's great. (laughs) If you could pick one author to co-write a book with, who would it be and why? Mm, That's a hard one. Because I don't really, I'm such an awkward person with other people that it's like, if you're just talking about like, whose stuff do you like? There's a million authors. And like, Allie Hazelwood is one of my favorite people because she's just so freaking funny and hilarious and smart. So it's like, she would be someone I would love to write with. But um, I don't know. That's a really great, hard question. Um, It would also be really fun to pair up with somebody like... um, who writes something completely different and really stretch your legs and write like psychological thriller or something. See, I'm so not plot driven. Like, like I am character driven and I suck at coming up with actual plot. 
that I don't know. That's a really hard question. I don't think I'll ever have a co-writer because I just suck at everything on my own. I could totally see you and Allie Hazelwood writing a book together. We'll ask you have my money so quick. I we'll mean, ask honestly. her for you next week when we interview her. <laughs> I would just be like, you guys would just announce the book and I'd be like, what's your Venmo? Just, yeah, just take, who do I send my money to? Yeah. She is just genuinely one of the funniest, most engaging, kindest people I've met through this whole journey. I just love her. Everybody loves her. I'm, I'm so excited um, to interview her next week. I've literally oh, never heard anyone say a single bad thing. No. Yeah, no. She's amazing. Okay, Lynn. So accidentally, Amy was born as like a serial you were doing through your newsletter, right? So are uh-huh. you still, are you doing another one now? I know the last time we talked, you had started a new one. Is Are you not doing that or? Not now. I started it and then like a total jerk. I think I got five caps <laughs> in. And then I realized like, dear God, there's only so many hours in the day. And so I had to put it on hiatus. So I feel like a real jerk that I was like, here's a few chapters. And then I'm like, psych, just kidding. Um, <laughs> and I want to get back to it because it was a really fun um, look at me. I'm like, what was it about again? Oh, yeah. It was like two authors co-writing a book together. Um, and it was fun. Um, but I have had to be away for a while. I'm still trying to finish the sequel to Better Than the Movies, which is taking everything out of me. So. Yeah, I bet. So what there's, does there's, a day look like, like full-time writing now? I take my daughter to school, usually still in my pajamas. I come home and be. I walk up the stairs to my office and I sit down and I sit at my computer until I want lunch. And then I walk downstairs and I usually eat something really healthy, like peanut butter toast or other crappy things and then I go back up to my office and write until three o'clock when I have to pick up my daughter that's it that sounds like the life honestly it is so like I can't believe it like every day I'm like is this seriously for real like I can't believe I get to just sit here and write all day like what so what is your like timeline for finishing a draft oh that varies so much because because of deadlines and because of being behind on deadlines, like the objectors, I wrote in a month and a half. But it was one of those, you know how sometimes when you have something super outlined in your head really well, it just flows really easily. And you're like, I swear this first draft is better than the last book I wrote. And then other times it's a real struggle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and better than the movie sequel, I started in November and it was due last week, but I'm not done with it yet. So it's going to be due in two weeks. <laughs> um, but it really varies because I've had other books where it's taken me a year to write. You guys seem like you're all fast writers. No. No? I'm painfully slow. <laughs> I think, I think comparatively... I would probably be fast, but I feel like compared to most indies, I'm not that fast. Indie writers are, it is bonkers how fast they can write books. Yeah. I try to do like a seven month timeline of like in between books. And I don't normally start the next book until like the last one came out. So it's like five months to write one or like three weeks with my editors and one month 
with arcs out, but I mean mm-hmm. like five months start to finish. And I feel like that's like fast ish compared to traditional, but like yeah. slow compared to a lot. Of- I will say depending on how you attack writing and how your schedule is because the objectors, I was on like a super tight deadline because I was, I don't remember what I was doing, screwing around or something. And I got behind, but I forced myself to attack it like nano, you know, where you like have a certain word count every day that you had to hit no matter what. And I actually found that writing at that pace, just like forcing myself, like you got to get almost 3000 words done today, no matter what. I felt like it kept me a lot more connected to the story because the next time I picked it up, I had been so productive the time before that I felt like it kind of picked up steam and got easier to write than sometimes when I attack them more slowly. So I don't know. I don't know. I think it depends on the project a lot. That makes sense. That's a I met a writer at a conference who, who said she usually takes like three years to write a book. And I was like, it's a, it's a lot of time. I don't think I could be excited about a book for three years. No. By the time um, they come I out, could. I'm always ready to be done, right? I just like... I get excited about it but then like once I'm done I'm like I'm done with this book it's out I can't do anything else about it I'm ready to move on I'm too much of like a mood writer too so Mm -hmm. like that makes me think of Delia Owens who because I feel like oh she wrote where the crowd I'd sing Delia Owens I thought you said Billy Owens and I was like who the hell is that (laughs) I think she took a really long time to write where the crowd I'd sing oh yeah She's been working on another book since we're involved in a murder investigation in Africa. I was just about to say that too. Just slow down your writing process. Just toss it. Maybe that's why her next book hasn't came out. Mm. Because she's the murder. murder. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, geez. I need to Google that. I love the way you say that, Amanda. You know, (laughs) it makes it really hard to focus on your fictional characters. When like you're, you're facing time behind murder. bars. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. But she, I mean, she really is legitimately, like, her and her husband are sus- suspected of murdering. I think it's, like, a, a big game hunt guide or whatever. Yeah. They used to big game hunt in Africa. Oh, and, wait, actually, I think I heard about this. Yeah. But I thought it yeah, was her son, and they covered it up. No. For betting on you, my YA that comes out in November, the cover artist made super cute drawing, but in one of the pictures, the guy on the cover, he's wearing like pink pajama pants with hearts on them. And it was like super cute. I'm like, oh, that's super great. But then I've had like five people comment, like, I can't wait to see what scene that's from. And I was like, oh, I gotta write a scene to make this make sense. So I had to, it was like going to copy edits and I'm like, hang on, I gotta throw some pajama pants in a scene. So, and did you know that, um, happily never after is on goodreads already i did know that i just went, it, i just went and found it and i saw that madison was already marked it as want to read the objectors you mean yeah the objectors it was up there so then i went on and changed the title because i i don't know why i felt the need to be motivated one day and fix that well we're gonna call it the objectors and i liked the objectors because it felt like like superheroes like i was like that's badass and then they're like (laughs) you're not badass so we're gonna change it so so you don't get like any say in those kinds of things i mean i do like like i didn't i see here's the thing i have terrible um taste with everything (laughs) like literally i do it's like i've grown to the point where i know this about myself 
Like, I don't think any of my books ever have ended up with the title that I came up with. Like, I think better than the movies, I think I wanted either All's Fair in Love and Parking. And I can't remember what the other one was. And I thought they were just dope-ass titles. And then everybody's (laughs) like, you know what? Let's brainstorm. And so now I've come to the realization. Like, I know they're all nice. If I pushed back hard, they would probably have a conversation. They're not like, nope, we hate you. But when when my agent and the editors are all like, you know what, though? Let's maybe think about this some more. I'm like, okay, if the majority thinks it sucks, then I, I guess I will defer to their <laughs> Could you imagine So what was Mr. Wrong number originally? That was always Mr. Wrong number. Okay. Okay, but listen, could you imagine being- <laughs> All's Fair and Love and Perfect. The New York Times best-selling author of All's Fair and Love and Okay, <laughs> I'm flipping you guys off right now. <laughs> <laughs> that made my head hurt just- how hard I laughed. Oh, gosh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Lynn Painter's bestseller, All's Fair in Love and Parking. <laughs> Could you imagine if somebody was like, hey, what's your favorite book? All's Fair. <laughs> <laughs> you have to say back. Okay, you guys, it's not that funny. <laughs> I don't know. We beg to differ. <laughs> yeah, I don't even remember if it was my agent. She's really good at titles. But I sent her a list. All's Fair and Love and Parking was the one I wanted. And I literally sent her a list of like 15 titles. And I don't think we seriously considered any of them. I think she came up with like 10 more. And she sent the whole batch to my editor. And I think they were like, yeah, we're going to go with the shorter, better list. So I, I trust the experts. I know I suck at certain things. And that's one of them. All's Fair and Love and Parking. That's like the cover for Mr. Wrong Number. Like... It had two covers, but then the first cover, there were all these things where I hated the font and everybody else in every department is like, no, the font you want is awful. And, and I'm like, and in my brain, like the first cover I thought kind of looked like an Emily Henry book. Like it was very um, like uppercase, just printed. And I'm like, that's nice. And they're all like, no, that's not good. And I'm like, but come on. And literally I would ask everybody just wanting someone to vote on my side and everybody's like, no, the other one's much better. So I just suck. It's okay. Worked out. Yep, it did. I love I that. I figured company. the people in the sales and marketing, I'll let them decide because if they like That's my book, they'll probably push it harder. Mm-hmm. And if they're like, stupid title, stupid name, and she wouldn't do what we said, I'm not going to push her book hard. So I will do whatever they say. They just blacklist you. Right? They're like, we don't even, we're not even trying. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we have some books, this one, this one, and whatever, you know. <laughs> whatever that one is over there. <laughs> Terrible title, stupid cover. <laughs> yep. That's so funny. Mm-hmm. I'm it's never going to get over all spare and love and parking. I'm never going to get over <laughs> Okay, but, okay, do I get credit, though? I came up with the sequel title, Nothing Like the Movies. Yes. So... That's something. I get. I think if you had just told me all's fair in love and parking, it wouldn't be that bad. But knowing the title now and how cute it is, and then to know that that's what it almost was, that's what's funny. Yeah, I like the way Madison just made nice. She's like, I hope (laughs) it. 
She's like, I'm going to make it not seem so insulting. No, I'm not insulted. It's okay. <laughs> it sucked. It sucked. It did. I apologize for insulting you. You should know, though, that I only make fun of people I like. So, <laughs> Also, okay, though, so- if you were to announce tomorrow that you had a new book coming out called All's Fair and Love and Parking, we would, I would, would have been so like, fast. oh, my gosh, this is the most adorable <laughs> thing. Where did she come up with this title? I How is she so perfect everything? So fast. Yeah. My problem is I'm so super literal. Like I'm like, it's a book and they're fighting over a parking spot and they're going to fall in love. And then I like stop there. I'll fear in love and parking. Like I don't ever like I'm, <laughs> I'm the worst. I'm so bad at titles. I it really sounds know. like a title that I would come up with for sure. <laughs> Coming from the girl who came up with dead Adam. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. That though, it'll make you stop and look. <laughs> Well, so here's the thing. She she called her book Dear Adam, but then was it who you wanted to kill him off? And then I accidentally called it. It's just one letter away. It was a typo and called it Dead Adam. And then then we decided he didn't need to die. (laughs) So I really wanted to kill this guy off. And everybody was like, it's a romantic comedy. Slow your roll. Kelsey is easily the most dramatic of us all, so. That is too funny. I am. I also think things are hilarious when they're not really, and I'm going to just, like, <laughs> cut this. <laughs> I just have I no that. words sometimes. Sometimes I I'll read a, a line. Else. Sometimes I will read. I'm editing her book, Lynn, and sometimes uh-huh. I'll read a line, and I'll be like, only Kelsey would think this. <laughs> Okay, but isn't it hard? Now, granted, you guys are such good friends that it's probably not, but I think it would be really hard as an editor. Like, sometimes when I get notes, I'll immediately shame (laughs) guilt because I'll be like, I feel bad that I made the editor say this. Like, (laughs) (laughs) yes, every time I see, like, cut this or something, I'm like, sorry. She texts me (laughs) one day. We totally dismantled the chapter and I sent it like I sent it I copied it into a separate document so that I could like shift pieces around and cut stuff and whatever and she opened it up and she texted me and she was like this is not as bad as I was expecting she's like it was probably pretty bad for you but for me it wasn't (laughs) (laughs) yes Amanda bless her heart like repositioned everything oh that's so nice I know it was the best ever I was like going into it expecting to like make all these changes that would make my brain hurt. And then I was like, you know what? I approve your changes. That's it. I always think that's funny with editors and with audiobook narrators. I always have like guilt and embarrassment about certain things. Like if an editor says something and all of a sudden I feel like it's super cringe what they're telling me to fix. I'm like, I'm so embarrassed that she had to tell me that. And then like when I listen to an audiobook, sometimes there's certain parts where I'll be like, I can't believe I made him read that. Like, <laughs> like, I'll, I'll, like I'll have this weird feeling towards the narrator for like a week after I listen to the book. Like somehow we've shared some weird experience, like a <laughs> intimate but not great connection with them. I'm like, he knows the inner workings of my perverted soul or something. I don't know. It's very weird. And then it's funny because I'll have that feeling. And then it'll be like an Andrew Iden where he voices as Teddy Hamilton, a million dirty books. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure reading mine is nothing, but I'm still like, he knows that I said sex. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Damn, that just reminds me that my audiobooks are coming out soon and I'm terrified to listen to them because I'm not ready to listen to my own words coming back to me. It's, you know what? It's so weird because I know a lot of authors who are like, I can't listen. I hate it. And I don't know what's wrong with me. And I think it's because I've had male narrators in there, but I'm obsessed with them. Like, like I listen to my own book multiple times. And I, I think it's that. just, it's such a weird, freaky thing that this thing you came up with that were super flat characters. And then, you know how it is when you start out, you're writing on a piece of paper or something who these characters are. And you're like, oh, what is she like? And you kind of get to know them and they become real as you write them. So then hearing them like alive for some reason just geeks me out so hard. I lose it. Except for certain parts that make me uncomfortable. <laughs> what I'm a little concerned about is that I sent my, my manuscripts to my audiobook publisher and then when I went to go publish the book, I realized that there were like two typos. And I'm like, are they gonna They're not gonna speak are your they, typo. They're, gonna, they're gonna speak my typo. No. That would be not. great. They just say words that don't make sense because they're <laughs> so literal. Well, and then I was so embarrassed. I was like, they're gonna look at this and be like, this woman can't even write a book. She's got a typo in this script that she said. <laughs> The narrator's like, ops, I snoobed my toe. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of them, one of them was a character's name. And so her name is Camilla. And I put an M at the end for some reason. And I was like, please don't read it as Camillum. Please don't. Camillum said. Oh. So that's my that's deepest wonderful. fear. So I guess we'll find out eventually. It'll be great. Um, what Camillum did. Uh, <laughs> oh that's too funny well mm -hmm. as always lynn thank you for joining us thank you for love, having me we love having you you are delightful ladies i'm so it's sorry always, you have a migraine it's okay. so sorry sailor's not feeling well yeah. it's a rough night but um we survived so fun. we survived it's this always such a blast. next book release you know yeah we'll see you in november I would love we'll see that. See you in November for betting on you. I will not be sitting outside at a cabin in November in Nebraska no. for sure. No. No. Thank you for listening to our episode with Lynn Painter. We hope you enjoyed it. Please follow us on Instagram at hjsandheartbreaks.pod. There's no exclusive content over there. It's just us reposting the things that we talk about here. Next week, we record with Allie Hazelwood. We'd be very grateful if you would listen to that episode. Please and thank you. Shoot, yeah, boy. <laughs>